Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today in our study of Hebrews 12, 1 through 2, we are going to be looking at Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. So today's readings are coming from the New International Version, and I encourage you to open your Bible as we study. So the passage reads, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So there's two, there's two main focuses in this passage. The first is the, oh, here's a good word for it, the community of believers, if you will. You know, I'm going to flesh that out a little bit, so bear with me. And the second focus is on what we are to do. So this community of believers, what I mean here is the great cloud of witnesses, which I'll talk about that a little bit, and Jesus. So first, the great cloud of witnesses. Notice this therefore. These therefores are really important. It's easy for us to just kind of view it as a placeholder, but it's not that. It is there for a reason. Therefore, a reason I didn't, I wasn't even trying to do that. That just came out. That's man, I'm a poet. Wow. Therefore, a reason. Golly, you are at the right podcast right now. <laughs> Verse 11. So, Hebrews 11, what is that? You probably, if you don't know the number, you probably know the term the Hall of Faith. It basically is. The writer of Hebrews just talks about really just a summary of the Old Testament from the perspective of a bunch of, you know, saints. John Piper, he wrote a book, 21 Servants of Sovereign Joy, where basically he gives like these 50-page biographies of, you guessed it, 21 servants of God. And what Hebrews does is a pretty similar thing. It just goes through, I don't know how many it is, I didn't count a bunch of saints, like you have Abel, you have Enoch, you have Noah, you have Moses, you have all these people who are in the hall of faith, and they are just commended, and they're examples for us. They are, going back to chapter 12, a cloud of witnesses. So, why is this important? Like, he says we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, like, what does it have to do with us? Because it's easy for us to kind of shy away from that because of some of the misunderstandings of, you know, the Catholic Church, where they have, like, they these saints, you know, they'll view them as really getting close to deity, like, praying to them, like, getting taken that out of, way out of control, and we're just like, we kind of shy away from it, like, we don't want to do that, and then we just kind of miss out on, you know, some valuable truth that the writer of Hebrews wants us to have. So, these saints that have gone before us, they are really an inspiration to us. They are a good framework 
for the way that we live our lives because we need to realize that we don't live in a vacuum. We're not the first Christians to ever live. We are not the first person to ever do what we're doing. It's We live in a society that likes that. We live in a society that's like, forge your own path. That's like, you know, you are the only, you are a snowflake. You are, and to a certain extent, you know, no one has ever been Daniel Abraham Nelson. I mean, I'm sure there's been people named that, but we're different. But we also are, as believers, we're all aspiring towards the same goal. That is Jesus, the race we're running. It says, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. What are we running towards? We are running towards sanctification. In other words, looking more like Jesus. So we see this great cloud of witnesses. It is believers who've gone before us, who've demonstrated faith. We are to model ourselves after the faith that they showed. And not only them, but we are more importantly to fix our eyes on Jesus. That's the second point of this community of faith, if you will. This body of Christ, where the church is the body, Christ is the head. Jesus, he is the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Really, he's the alpha and omega of our faith. He starts it, he ends it. If you don't know what that means, the alpha is like the A and omega is the Z. He is the whole thing for us. Jesus, he's where our faith starts, obviously. You know, we put our faith in Jesus. But not only that, he perfects our faith through his Holy Spirit that he gives to us. Jesus does not, you know, just save us one day and is like, all right, you're in, you're in heaven. But no, he keeps on working in us so that we can look like him. We are to fix our eyes on Jesus. And this leads to our second point, And that's what are we to do? You know, we're to fix our eyes on Jesus. What does that mean? Well, first, Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. That's the first thing. We live in a distraction-filled world. I mean, we got YouTube, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got TikTok, we got Snapchat, we got ESPN, we've got Hulu, we've got Disney+, Plus, we've got all these things that want your attention. There's so many things that vie for our attention. God has blessed, if you're living in North America, you've been blessed to live in a wealthy country, but we can't take that good gift and then use it just to fill creature comforts, which is so easy for us to do. It's so easy just to lean back and to get complacent to get complacent, to stop growing, to turn your eyes away from Jesus, and to stop running, maybe start, you know, walking the faith, and kind of taking a water break, and, you know, it's all right. No! We cannot stop running. We can't turn our eyes away from Jesus. Because Jesus, he endured the cross. He scorned its shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We have to keep 
running. And that means throwing off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Is your phone causing you to waste lots of time in a day? You got to get it under control. You know, I'm not saying you have to take a sledgehammer to your phone, but you've got to set limits for yourself. You know, if you're married, talk to your spouse. Say, am I enslaved by my phone? Is my phone hindering me? Or, you know, if you're single, talk to close friends. When I'm around you or when you see me, do you see me just on my phone constantly or do you see me wasting my time with television or do you see me hindered by pride, hindered by anger, hindered by anything that keeps us from Jesus? If that's the case, then we need to throw that away. It literally says throw off. You know, it's like trying to run a marathon with a backpack. Throw it off. You don't need it. You don't need a backpack. Run the marathon. Now, you know, you know, you'll see these guys trying to break world records, you know, with these marathon and flippers or marathon or whatever. We don't need to do that. We don't need to make it harder for ourselves. We need to run this race. And so we see we're throwing off things that hinder us, and now we are running with perseverance. And this, brothers and sisters, comes from faith. There is a reason that this passage is right after the Hall of Faith. Because it's not just acts that we do. Because we're going to get burnt out if our focus is on, you know, just constantly doing the right thing. If the way you measure a good day is how many good things you did, that's not right. You need to measure a good day by where your heart was at because that's what Jesus does. He did not measure the lives of Pharisees by how much they'd given to the given to the tabernacle, by how much, you know, they kept the law. He measured them by their heart and they were found wanting. That is how we need to measure our day. Did we love God today? Did we find his commands not a burden but a joy to do? That's what we need to be doing. We need to be focusing on the heart so that the actions, which we need them, we need the actions. If we don't have actions, you know, faith is dead. But we need to focus on the heart so that the actions then, faith is like the locomotive that pulls actions. Actions is like the tr- is like a train. Actions, it's a necessary cart. You know, you need that. But actions are not going to pull the train. Actions will just, you know, they may look like it. You can put them in the front of the train, but they ain't going to pull it. You need a locomotive that's going to pull this train. That's going to pull these good actions. That's where they come from. It's like a tree. You can't staple. I mean, you can. You can staple apples to a dead tree. But they're just going to fall off. They're not actually producing fruit. It may look like it, but it's not actually real. And brothers and sisters, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. That's how we'll run this race of looking more like Christ, by fixing our eyes on Jesus, because that's who we want to look like. He is the beginning and the perfecter of faith, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. That is who we need to look to. If you want to look like Jesus, you need to look at Jesus. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you've not already, check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com. You can find podcasts, you can find articles, you can find about us, all sorts of fun stuff. 
And if you've not already, I would encourage you to tell your friends about us. And if you've already done that, tell them again. Ask them if they've watched it yet. You know, that's something you can do. But I will see you all next time. Thank you.